Welcome to Real Black Country This Forum Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about relationships. We are going to talk about relationships, right? And in doing so, we're going to read a post from a wife having some concerns about her marriage because she recently found out that her husband stepped out on the rain. So we're going to read the post. And then we're going to have some grown folks talk. Grown folks conversation. But we're going to keep this man in the village. We're going to build one to another in this village, right? You know, before I go any further, I'm going to say this, you know, before we even read the post. Here on Real Black Contenders Forum Podcast, we do not support divorce in any shape, form, or fashion. Separation is cool. If it's necessary, y'all in there fighting each other, putting holes on the wall, putting holes in the floor, busting the windows out, separate a little bit, right? But anything else, it can be fixed. It can be repaired. It's just going to take some work. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some self-development first. And what is our definition of self-development? What is our definition of self-improvement? Self-improvement and self-development is when you look at yourself and you see the most ugliest parts of yourself, right, internally, and then you make it beautiful. You put the work in to change it and make it beautiful, right? Self-development is very important. It is. It's important. So let's read the post, right? Let's see what the wife have to say. She said, my husband recently cheated on me back in January for the first time that I know of. Since that moment, I haven't been able to look at him the same. He's apologized, but I don't feel healed. I find myself not even enjoying sex because of his penis size which surprisingly didn't bother me before. The trust part is the worst. My husband is a mechanic. Therefore, sometimes he works on cars outside of work sometimes. When it's women and I don't instantly see the money he makes from it, I feel he did it in exchange for sex. Am I wrong to feel this way? How can I get rid of my traumatic way of thinking, right? And then again, that's the post from the wife. And um, a lot is said in that post, right? But we're gonna we're gonna have a great conversation. We're gonna we're gonna build on it. The way the wife ended the post was saying, "How can I get rid of this traumatic way of thinking?" And in my estimate, I feel like this, right? Anytime there is infidelity in a relationship, in the union. I think that counseling is the second most important thing that should take place. Counseling. Get a third party involved. Get a mediator. I ain't talking about talking to your aunties and telling your mama, oh, look, this is what my husband did, or telling your daddy what's going on in your household. I'm not saying that. Get a professional, somebody that's licensed in this situation, which is easily, you know, can be done these days because. You can go online and get a therapist. You don't even have to go to none of these places. You can, And in fact, 
they got free online counselors in this day and time. You can just get this information for free. That's the most, you know, I feel as though that's the second most important thing. Get somebody that's going to like be trained in this environment, skilled in this environment, and oftentimes counselors provide exercises that you and your spouse can work on that can help strengthen the marriage, strengthen your bond, strengthen your union. That's the second most important thing. The number one most important thing after infidelity is an STD test. Now you got to get checked out. You got to get checked out. He got to get checked out. Or if the roles are reversed, he got to get checked out. She got to get checked out. Everybody got to go see somebody, right? Make sure everything is all right. And then, of course, back to number two, you move to counseling. And then, you know, it's, it's, you know, let me say this as well, right? Check this out. You know, marriage, you know, is just a promise. There's vows involved, right? Too many times you start hearing people start saying things like, hey, man, I'm going to divorce the wife. She cheated. Man, I'm going to divorce the husband. He cheated. Or you hear, you know, you hear the social chatter saying, oh, girl, you stupid. That man just cheating on you. Why you stand with him? Or your wife just cheating on you. Why you stand with them? And marriage is a different ball game. Marriage is a different ball game. When you begin to take those vows, there's a vow, right, that married folk take. And it says sickness and in health. And I think. We just say these vows. We're not really paying attention to what we're saying, but we sing them. We utter them. When you get to that vow that says sickness and in health, you're, you're telling the world, you're telling the congregation of witnesses, you're standing before God in the universe saying, I can get past infidelity in my relationship because that's the vow that says I can get past it. Sickness and in health. Many of us don't look at the deeper meaning in that and we just feel the physical form oh, if this person get pneumonia if this person get one of these you know illnesses that's going to take yeah i'm gonna be there with them no beloved it's more than that because there had there's a a physical illness but then there's a mental and a spiritual illness as well if you got a partner that's dealing with infidelity they're sick beloved nobody nobody's in their right mind is Calling folks, meeting up with people, sneaking around with people. There's something off with this person. So here on Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, we say that infidelity, when you see a partner in a relationship doing that, that's a form of mental illness because they're not whole. Something is something is off with them. That's a sickness, beloved. That ain't nobody. That's not some shit you leave somebody over. They're not even whole. You know, and then when you're married, you're one. So in this case, this sister, she's looking at her husband. That is a male version of her. If you're one, that means that that's the male version of you. That's what you would look like if you are in a relationship as a male. And then vice versa. When the husbands are looking at their wives, your wife should look like the female version of you. How she walk, talk, act, carry yourself when you're around, when she's not around. It's the, so that energy is being passed back and forth, back and forth. 
that's how you are able to work and help each other get through things because you're looking at the male or the female version of you. So if you got an old man that's cheating, your husband, you know, you signed on to help him get through this sickness back to health. It's a sickness. You can't be, it's a lack there somewhere in his mind. It doesn't have anything to do with you, sis. If your husband cheated, it ain't got nothing to do with you. That's his mental makeup. Same thing for the fellas, man. You catch your old lady doing some funny shit. That ain't got nothing to do with you. That's something going on in her mental. So now we got to build our people back up to get them whole because they're running around in the world sick. And, you know, we just check this out. It is something that we got to talk about this, too. These relationships got to be built when we start talking about trust as the foundation. I can't fathom how people are getting married to someone that is not their best friend. It's going to be difficult in my estimate to have a marriage in these days and time when the person is not your best friend. You know what I'm saying? So like when you read the post, check this out. The young lady said something. She said um, her husband cheated back in January for the first time. She said that I know of. What do you mean that you know of? What do you mean? Like what kind of conversations are y'all having? Believe it or not, family, I'm going to tell you some cold shit. Infidelity conversation, the cheating conversation, that's supposed to happen before it really happens. Black folk have this thing where they do not talk about anything that's important because I'm, I'm guessing our village is scared that if they talk about it, it's going to happen. So we don't talk about death. We don't talk about life insurance policies. You know what I'm saying? This conversation you're supposed to have before it happened. If you are in a marriage union and you married to somebody, before anything happened, you're supposed to say, all right, listen, let's talk about infidelity now. What's your, what's your thoughts on it? What's your feelings on it? And then this person, y'all go back and forth. And then you say, okay, well, how, how you think if this ever happened in our relationship, how should we handle it? And then you let the spouse speak or husband or the wife speak. And they, then you handle, you know, beforehand, we don't talk about the car crash to the car crash. Then we say, okay, do who got insurance? How it's supposed to work? And this, no, no, we talk about this kind of shit before it even happened. You know, I always said this. Husbands have to be at the center of these conversations. But the wife got to be right there with them. There's a difference in thinking like a general and thinking like a thug. I want you guys to hear me out on this. Thinking like a general, a four-star general, and thinking like a thug is two different things. A thug only thinks about the right now. He can't see anything down in the future. She can't see anything down in the future. They're thugging. They're going to thug their way through everything. That can be cool at times, but the problem with thugging sometimes is that before we go rob this bank, all we can see is the good part of robbing the bank, tying the officer up, laying the people down, getting the money, getting away. That's all we can see. But then when you get caught, hell, you never seen that part. You wasn't ready for that. You wasn't ready to sit in that white room. 
You wasn't ready for you and everybody else that got caught to get split up and one detective come over here and they start making deals and you worried about who see y'all never you never got that far in the planning. You never you never talked about, you know, how much time, you know, that comes with doing this. Y'all didn't discuss it. You thugged it out. All y'all did was see the good parts. That's how marriage is these days. They thugging it, they thugging it out. The the big it's a big billboard before you get married that says 50% of marriages don't work. And then underneath the billboard, it says these 50% failure rates that does not work in marriage. More often than not, three things broke them up. Infidelity broke them up. Finances broke them up. Domestic violence broke them up. So if you're going into this activity, this union, you say, okay, well, what's going to happen between me and you, baby girl, somebody cheap? What you think? Y'all talk about it then. What you think going to happen between me and you if the money get funny? You talk about it then. What do you think going to happen between me and you if we start putting our hands on each other? You talk about it then. That's called being a general. Because that general, he's going to go in with his, his group. He's going to rob the same bank like the thugs did. The difference is, though, that general going to say, all right, this is the plan. We're going to go tie anybody down. But if we get caught, we could be facing 20 years, 25 years. How do y'all feel about that? See, generals make decisions based on worst case scenario, not the best case scenario. Best case scenario always take care of itself. We got to be generals when we talking about getting married. Generals. Worst case scenario, if this happens, then what? Now we got a plan. We run up. We, now we live in life. God forbid we run up against these plans, but we already got things already in place that we talked about how we was going to handle this. This is why it's important for you to be a best friend to your spouse. Your spouse. What do you mean, sis? This is the first time you know of. Y'all have to talk. Y'all got to be best friends. You got to be best. Y'all should be talking about everything. Too many times in black folk relationships, y'all married, laying on the bed with each other. Her cousins and her sisters know the real her more than the husband do. And then when it comes to the husband, his brothers, cousins, and co-workers know him better than the wife do. So when they go out into the world and get into funny style shit, everybody's so hurt they don't really know each other. So how can trust be the foundation if I don't really know you? It's like we are convinced in the black village to live double lives with our spouses. Double lives with our spouses. You go to the family union, everybody, all my man, uncles and cousins and brothers, they know he got a side piece. You, he, you is, you the wife, you don't even know. You go to the very, you go to her family reunion, all her cousins and sisters and aunties know she got a whole nother man outside of you, bro. You don't even know. You just walking around with the family. You don't even know. Y'all not best friends. Y'all are not best friends. There's an exercise that can help strengthen everybody marriage, right? Be best friends. That's the exercise. The most deepest most ratchet part of you, the most shadiest part of you, if don't nobody know, your spouse supposed to know that part. Yo, every time this young lady, when your husband went to work as a mechanic, every time he seen a chick with a fat ass, with some nice titties, anybody that tried to flirt on, try to give him some head to get their car fixed, try to give him some of that box, you know what? 
you supposed to know. You supposed to know. You, you should have a relationship so tight with your husband. You like, he like, yeah, man, these they over here trying to give me some pussy, baby. What you think? Because he's living that already. Why how come he can't tell you? What is it about? Because you ain't leaving him. You you stand right there, so damn, y'all might as well be best friends. Yo, I'm gonna tell you some crazy shit, right? He already fucked off on you, little mama. You know what you should have asked him? Baby, did you enjoy it? What did they do? Did you at least have a good time? How many times you met up with her? How many times you met up with them? I'm your best friend. Because this is the exercise. We can't be married all the damn time. We got to be best friends. Sometimes we live in the same house, sleep in the same room. We spend all our time together. I need to know the real you. Same thing with you, bro. You then went through your white phone. You done found that text. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Her and Jamarcus been meeting up. You didn't cuss and spit all over the place, but you ain't going to leave the woman. Hey, man, how about you be best friends with your wife? Say, hey, baby girl, tell me about how you sit. When you rendezvousing with dude, tell me about it. Did you have a good time? Because I can't see you doing all this shit to meet up with this guy. You got to have a good time. Tell me what y'all was doing. Did you enjoy yourself? You ain't finna leave her. What, what, the, what the sister say? Shit, you might well get the tea. He out there blowing your baby girl back out. Say, well, baby, did you enjoy it? At least say, did you enjoy it? See, that's the part that gives us shivers. We don't want to be best friends with our spouse. We don't really want to know what they're thinking. Because our egos is just that fragile. We're so weak as men and women these days. So we put up a fake. You're going to be perfect. I'm going to be perfect. And then when we do some funny style shit, we can't even look at each other. We're not best friends. Best friends can get through any. The first thing you learn in the hood is when you're best friends, you get you can get through anything. I don't give a fuck what it is. You can get through it. That's what the neighborhood teach you. Man, I got partners in the pen. I got partners that free. I got partners that's dope boys. I got partners that work at the plants. I got partners that's professional chefs on both sides. Shelves at the restaurant. And then I got those that know how to cook up in the street. But they my friends. I don't know how to get rid of these are my partners. These are my partners. A hundred grand. I, these are my partners. I don't know how to cut off people I love. I just don't do it. The city teach you not to do that. But all of a sudden, when you get a spouse, you don't know how to make it work with your spouse. You should if you're from the hood. You can, you can get through anything with niggas in the street. You can't do that with your own spouse. Yo, I'm going to close out the video on this, right? Because this is the, you know, this is the part we got to discuss. Even for this sister, because I'm telling you, you know, this is the real deal right here. This is the real part of this conversation. Black women, again, I'm going to encourage you guys to wear both hats. That's the exercise. Because we I'm, I'm going to talk about something later, but I just want to say this. Black men, you got to wear both hats if you're going to be married. You know. The exercise in that is this. Y'all got the husband and wife hat on. Take it off every now and again and put on the best friend hat. And what you do is this, right? 
when you got the best friend hat on and you're talking to your wife or you're talking to your husband, you make that a, a judge-free zone. It's judge-free and you talk about everything. Oh, I did this, I did that. Nothing to blindside, not, nobody in the relationship. It should be very open. Yeah, yeah, I, I met a guy at the gym. I met up with him and I did this and did this. And you'd be like, damn. And then you tell her, well, I met up with a couple chicks I used to work with. I blew their back out. Hey, I apologize, but I, I took the correct measures. I put the, you know, everything. What about you? And then once y'all, y'all friends now, y'all tell each other, judge free zone. Then y'all turn off the friendship. Y'all put the husband and wife hat back on. Now here's the catch of that. Once y'all spill, once y'all spill your guts to each other in the friend zone as best friends, as spouses, you can't come back and blame nobody when you put the husband and wife hat back on. You just got to leave it over there. You got to leave it over there. You know, I'm going to give you a good exercise because I'm going to break this down in its entirety. Something is called that I live by personally. You know, me and my spouse, we call it the 90 day rule. Right. We we have a 90 day rule. And I know some of you got, oh, Big V, but you've been married way over 20 years. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, there's things that you put in place to make it there. We came into the game and we put something early in our marriage called the 90 day rule. And I'm a, I might have to make a separate conversation about that. But what that is, is that no matter what y'all go through in your relationship, you don't bring up nothing past 90 days. That's how you start it off. That's the first exercise you start off, the 90-day rule. If some shit happened last year, two years ago, I can't get mad and I'm going to bring up some shit that happened in 2008, 2006. No, no, no. We're just going to keep it within 90 days. So if we're going to have an argument, it's going to be a good argument. Something happened today. Last week, this month, last month, but we ain't going back further than 90 days. I don't give a fuck what it was. We're not going back past 90 days. Once you perfect that 90-day method, you go to 60 days. Man, we ain't finna argue over shit that happened over 60 days ago. Two months ago, man, that shit water under the bridge now. You perfect the 60-day. Then you go to the 30-day. Then you perfect that. And then once you go to the 30-day, you start going to two weeks, one week. Before you know it, beloved, y'all won't be arguing about shit because you practice it all going through. We're not now in order to get into that exercise. Everybody got to be open. That shit don't work with a bunch of secrets. It don't work with a bunch of secrets. Right. Maybe that's a different story for a different day, because I might I might make a separate conversation talking about the 90 day rule in marriage, because that's a beautiful tool to use. But I have to say this to black women because, man, you know, you know, it is really the elephant in the room. I absolutely have to say this because I love my sisters and I don't want my sisters to take it no wrong way. Right. I do not want you guys to take it the wrong way. But I have to say this. More often than not. When women, black women especially, go through things in their relationship. In their marriage and their unions with their husbands or their, you know, living baby daddies and living boyfriends. A lot of this shit, black women, it be y'all karma. That's the elephant in the room. A lot of this shit be y'all karma. 68% of black women in America at one point of time in their life have dealt with a man in a committed relationship in some shape, form, or fashion. 
that's damn near 70 women out of 100. That's everybody. That's your sister. That's little TT them. That's your aunties. That's your mama. That's your grandmama. Now, the thing about that is black women think that they can do all this funny style shit. Black men, too. And they think they just start all life all over when they just get married. Like when you just jump that broomstick, it was a, the jumping of salvation. You just washed away all that foul shit you did when you were single and you didn't. Because in your life, you're gradually sowing seeds. You're sowing seeds into this universe. And then it's harvest time. Too many sisters is running around when they were single. Is running around with married men. With men in committed relationships. You, this man all in your bed. Y'all freaking. Y'all sneaking. Y'all texting. Y'all DMing. Y'all meeting up. And then something happens where, you know, the wife may find out. And then there's that element of pain that's there. And then some of y'all, y'all let it go. But some of y'all, y'all still keep fucking with this dude. Now, y'all know this man married. Y'all know he lived with his... He met you and he was honest. He said, yo, I got somebody else, but I want to rock with you. And you said, okay, that's cool. Not, see, now you're sowing the seeds. That's that. This is a relationship you got with this guy. He got somebody else. Okay. Eventually, that relationship, it fizzles out. You know what happened? A man coming to your life. He's a great guy. Now, y'all build a union. And you know what? Somebody coming to your union like you went into somebody else's now. And that pain that you gave that other woman, she ain't never come back and whoop your ass and get even with you. She let it go. She just tried to build with her husband. But that's okay because now here's your karma. When you get you somebody, all that shit that you did when you were single, you finna see it again. Because now, because now it's your husband running around on you. And what you gonna do, you gonna make posts you're going to cry about it. You're going to play the victim. But black woman, you got to put your big girl drawers on now because you did this shit too now. When you was in college, when you was running around with that co-worker, you knew he had a wife. You ran around with him anyway. When you met the guy at the gym, when you started sleeping with one of the kids, coach, uh, Deacon Jojo and Deacon Cornbread, he had a wife already. You meeting up and freaking up and that's it. And these are, you know, if you haven't learned or seen by now, the people that complain about infidelity the most is the ones that used to do. They beat the loudest drum, though, but they used to do it. These guys that complain about their wives stepping out, that'd be the dude he didn't fuck two or three women that was married. He didn't mess around with everybody else, baby mama. He didn't mess around with everybody else's girlfriend, meeting up and freaking up with her, sending her back home to her husband. And then a woman come into his life and the same shit happened to him. He can't take it. But we already know black men can dish it out and can't take it. You know, that's just Negroes is weak. That's just how that go. They put all that shit out in the world. And when it come back, they can't take it. But they can't see that they're the foundation of their. But Big Mama, look. Big Mama, in her third grade education, coming out those fields in the South, you know, she didn't use the word like karma and all of these fancy words that we use from the East now. 
to describe behavior that comes back around. Big Mama just said, hell, what goes around, come around. And her wisdom, what goes around, comes around. I've learned to watch people. And I've seen women. Man, I thought was great women. And I said, man, that guy she's with, man, that dude ain't shit. He's just goddamn, he's he's running around on her. He's cheating on her. I just like, yo, she just met a, he's a dirtbag. He's a scumbag. And then you scratch that surface just a little bit. And then you find out, oh, no, she was with a great guy. She had a great relationship. She left the guy that she was with for him. And now the guy she left, you know, <laughs> the guy that she left her husband for, he dogging the hell out of her now. That's the whole story. You'd be like, well, goddamn. But that shit happens over and over and over. You cannot, you cannot live a life of pain where you're sowing pain into people's union. You can't, it's not going to work. You are going, nobody, as we always say on this platform, man, ain't nobody finna get out this universe clean. <laughs> Hey, you ain't gonna get out of here clean. What Big Mama say, beloved. What goes around, come around. Now, we're gonna see what you made of. If you can stand on the shit that you gave other folks, now we're gonna see what you made of. Right? What do the elders say? You made your bed. Now you gotta lay in it. Peace of black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Real Black Content is Forum Podcast, man. Big VJ, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace.